So we're in the final week of the series, The Naked Truth, and we've heard about being shameless, we've heard about being selfless, and this week we want to talk about being free, free in our relationships. What does that mean to be free, and what does that look like? So I'm sure many of you can relate to those relationships you might have that are easy and chilled and relaxed. And then maybe you can relate to those relationships that you have that are a little bit tense and stifling and a little bit draining. And if you look at your heart rate on your watch, you can actually see your heart rate going up when you're going to meet with that person. I don't know if anyone can relate to relationships like that. But I really know this morning that God, for us, wants us to live in freedom, free in our relationships. And so we really want to speak into that this morning and what that looks like. So Paul, in the book of Galatians, he's speaking to a group of church people, Christians, Christ followers, and listen to what he says in Galatians 5. He says, it is absolutely clear that God has called you to a free life. Just make sure you don't use this freedom as an excuse to do whatever you want to do and destroy your freedom. Rather, use your freedom to serve one another in love. That's how freedom grows. It's relationship language he's speaking here. We have been given a free life. Because of what Christ has done for us, we have been given a free life. But Paul says to us, now use this freedom well. Don't use it as an excuse to live how you please, but rather in relationships, serve and love others. He carries on, he says, so I say, let the Holy Spirit guide your lives. Then you won't be doing what your sinful nature craves. Let the Holy Spirit guide your lives. And that is a choice. God has given us a choice. He's a gentleman. He's given us this life of freedom and he gives us a choice whether we walk in this life of freedom or not. The choice is ours. He carries on to say this. But what happens when we live God's way? He brings gifts into our lives, much the same way that fruit appears in an orchard. Things like affection for others, exuberance about life, serenity. We develop a willingness to stick with things, a sense of compassion in the heart, and a conviction that a basic holiness permeates things and people. We find ourselves involved in loyal commitments, not needing to force our way in life, able to marshal and direct our energies wisely. And again, can you hear the relationship language? If we choose to live free and led by the Holy Spirit, we have the gifts of the Holy Spirit. So some translations, some of you might recognize it as love and peace and patience and kindness and joy and gentleness. Those are the gifts of the Holy Spirit. And then he ends off by saying, since this is the kind of life we have chosen, the choice is ours, the life of the Spirit, let us make sure that we do not just hold it as an idea in our heads or sentiment in our hearts, but work out its implications in every detail of our lives. We've got to work this stuff out. And this is what we want to talk about this morning. We've got to work out 
what that looks like, being free in our relationships, or what sabotages us being free in our relationships, what makes it difficult for us to have this life of freedom, especially in the context of relationships. Freedom is a choice. We are free to love, free to forgive, free to move on from our past, free to live God-honoring lives, free to show the fruits of the Spirit, free to choose. So I've spent a lot of time over the last two weeks like really searching my heart over what I'm going to share with you this morning. And I know for many of us this is difficult because it's relationship language, it's heart stuff, and relationships can be tough. They can be hard. And God says to us, he wants us to live a free life, free in our relationships, but many of us don't. And so I really felt before I go on any further that we just need to take a moment to pray and really ask God just to give us wisdom, give us the courage to hear and to act on what he's telling us. So can we just close our eyes? Heavenly Father, I thank you for this time. We don't take it for granted. And Lord, would you speak to each of us so clearly this morning? Would we hear that small, still voice? And Father God, would you give us the courage to act on what you are saying to us this morning, that we would live lives of freedom, especially in the context of our relationships. I thank you for this in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, there are many things that could probably make it difficult for us to live in freedom in our relationships, and I just want to chat about three this morning. And I want to chat about when we don't have boundaries, it makes us difficult, it makes it difficult to have freedom in our relationships. When we are offended, it makes it difficult. And when we are insecure, it'll make it difficult to live a life of freedom in the context of relationships. So please hear my heart here. Boundaries are not walls, okay? Walls that keep people out. Boundaries, picture it like this, are like fences with a gate. You can control what comes in and what goes out. We all need boundaries in our relationships. Now, for some of us, you're thinking, well, that's a contradiction, you know, because we're Christ followers, and we've got to love each other and serve each other, and, you know, people can take advantage of us. No, that's not what I'm talking about. All relationships have an appropriate level of intimacy. All relationships have boundaries, and we set those boundaries. It's not for the other person. We set the boundaries. Now, we need boundaries in all areas of our lives, not just in our relationships. We need boundaries in our sleep patterns, in what we eat, in our exercise, in our work. We all need boundaries. So it's not a word that you need to cringe at, but rather a word that you need to embrace. You see, healthy boundaries define expectations, and this is hugely helpful, and show respect for others. When we've got healthy boundaries, it defines an expectation, and then it's not this whole thing of letting people down or people not living up to the expectation that you've put on them. We need healthy boundaries. Jesus had boundaries in his relationships. He chose 12 guys to come close to him, to walk a journey with him. When he was about to go to the cross, the night before he was about to go to the cross, he chose three of those guys to come even closer, to, and he chose them to come and pray with him. Okay, even though they fell asleep, different, different subject, but he did choose three. That was a boundary. He didn't take all 12. Okay, he chose three of the 12 
to come close with him. So Jesus models this boundary, this thing called boundaries. And I think so often, I know in my life, I haven't had freedom in my relationships because I haven't had boundaries. And boundaries enable us to live in the freedom that God has actually planned for us. We think it stops that, but it doesn't. It actually enables us to live in this freedom. Personal boundaries help limit our selfishness to control and manipulate others. It'll help you with that. And likewise, boundaries will protect us from others who have no self-control and want to control you. You know, God gave, from the very beginning, God gave boundaries. And he gave boundaries to Adam and Eve. He gave many boundaries, but one of them was, you can eat from any of the trees here, any of the fruit from the trees, there's just one that you mustn't eat from. Okay, there was a boundary. Okay, they didn't listen to God, but we're talking about boundaries. He still gave a boundary, all right? We need boundaries. I just want to read from Henry Cloud's uh, book, just a, a short portion, so stay with me. I just feel I can't say it any better than what he puts it in his book. His book is called When to Say Yes, How to Say No, to Take Control of Your Life. And he says this, boundaries define us. They define what is me and what is not me. A boundary shows me where I end and someone else begins, leading me to take leading me to a sense of ownership. This is what it's about. It's not about the other person. Knowing what I am to own and take responsibility for gives me freedom. This will give you freedom. If we set healthy boundaries in our lives, we will be free. Taking responsibility for my life opens up many different options. Boundaries help us keep the good in and the bad out. Setting boundaries inevitably involves taking responsibility for your choices, not the other person, for your choices. You are the one who, who makes them. You're the one who must live with their consequences. And you're the one who may be keeping yourself from making the choices you could be happy with. We must own our own thoughts and clarify distorted thinking. Can we see that it's so important to have healthy boundaries in our lives. Proverbs 4, 23 says this, guard your heart above all else. It determines the course of your life. Guard your heart above all else for it determines the course of your life. That is a boundary scripture. The writer of Proverbs is putting in a, he's saying, guard your heart. That is a boundary. You see, boundaries are not rules. For many of us, we see or hear the word boundaries, and we think rules. And many of us will push against rules. We don't like rules, okay? Boundaries are not rules. Boundaries are about power, about, all about power over your own decisions, where rules are about power over other people's decisions. So this is a, a Mandy thing, Mandy putting in boundaries. It's not about the other person. And I often have to redefine the boundaries within my relationships because this is not something I'm really good at, putting in boundaries. And I have lived before with no boundaries in my relationships and it's almost killed me and killed the relationships. And so I am really wanting to embrace this life of freedom that God has promised to me and I've needed to put in 
healthy boundaries. And I, like I say, I constantly have to redefine what they look like. Remember, every relationship has an appropriate level of intimacy. A marriage relationship, there's appropriate level of intimacy. There's a boundary. Teacher, pupil, employer, employee, there are boundaries that need to be in place that are appropriate and right. You see, having no boundaries will make you vulnerable. And I, like I said, I've lived in that place where I've made myself vulnerable and others vulnerable because I haven't had boundaries. And, and I know for some this is a difficult concept because we, maybe you like me and you feel like, but I'm called to love everyone and serve everyone. And yes, we are called to do that, but I still have to put in a boundary. So I don't want you to get confused that I'm saying to you now, no, you know, some people you don't have to love and some people you do love. No, we love everybody, okay? But we do need to put in boundaries in our relationships so that we can experience and live in the freedom that God has promised. So I look at it like this. If my soul, my heart is like a house, around the house I have a fence and a gate. Inside the house there are many rooms, some people, for some people, or no, I won't use people, for some relationships, the boundary is at the fence. I will talk to them over the fence at the gate. I still love them, I still serve them, but that's the boundary line. For others, they're at the front door. That's the boundary line. For others, they're in my lounge with their feet on the coffee table. That's the boundary. For others, they're right in my bedroom. That's the boundary. So it's really helped me embrace this thing called boundaries. So I was teaching grade ones a few years back, foundation phase, and I love the little ones. So it was their first term, so I was teaching them to read and write, which is just such a privilege, and I love seeing how they develop. And this is where you can see where I battle with boundaries, because one, this one little guy would call me Auntie Mandy. He's meant to call me Mrs. Perret, but I let him call me Auntie Mandy. So you can see the boundary line was already a bit blurred. Now I know nowadays that's quite, they can call you by your first name, Teacher Mandy or whatever. But where we from, it would be like Mrs. Perret. But I let him call me Auntie Mandy. And then the one day, he was doing reading, and they, so they come and read to you, just, you know, you and him. So he says to me, Auntie Mandy, can I sit on your lap while I'm reading today? And I think, oh, that's so cute. Of course you can sit on my lap. So he did his reading while sitting on my lap. Can you see where this is going? <laughs> okay, no boundaries. <laughs> it wasn't for him to put the boundary in place. It was for me to put the boundary in place. A few weeks later, Auntie Mandy, can I have a sleepover at your house? And then I realized, oh, Sherbert, <laughs> I should have put in a boundary a long time ago. And I threw my husband under the bus a bit because I said, I'll have to speak to Uncle Mark. I don't think so. I don't think so, but I'll have to speak to Uncle Mark. Um, so what I'm saying is for some of us, this boundary, putting in boundaries takes a while for us to get used to. But I want to say that we will experience freedom in our relationships when we've got appropriate boundaries in place. I think the second reason that we often don't experience freedom in our relationships is because of offense. When we get offended, 
And I'd love to say I've never been offended, but that would be such a lie. I have been offended. Um, Often I get offended and I sit with the choice of whether I keep that offense, choose to keep it, or choose to let it go. And sometimes it's hard stuff, okay? So I don't want to make light of, if you're in a place of offense, I don't want to make light of it because it really is hard. But if we hold on to our offenses, we will be in a prison. It's like prison walls come up when we hold on to the offenses. You see, an offense is taken. It's not given. We take an offense. So that's why the choice is ours, whether we take it or whether we let it go. You see, offended means to be resentful, annoyed, typically as a result of a perceived insult. So we're resentful or annoyed. That's what it means to be offended. And I love this scripture in Proverbs 18, verse 19. It's quite a hard scripture, but it says, an offended friend is harder to win back than a fortified city. Can you see how offense can keep us in a prison? An offended friend is harder to win back than a fortified city. God has said, I want you to live a life of freedom. Here it is. Here are the gifts of the Spirit. Choose to be led by the Spirit. And I think offense will rob us from experiencing that freedom. Proverbs 12 says, A fool is quick-tempered, but a wise person stays calm when insulted. So I want to say, if you've been insulted, hurt, offended, can I ask you to trust God to keep you calm? Sometimes we just need to hear that. The Bible says a fool is is quick-tempered, but a wise person stays calm when insulted. I remember many years ago at a previous church, I walked into the office building, and I obviously walked very quietly because they didn't realize I'd come into the office. You know where this is going. And um, there were four of them speaking, and the one guy was obviously having a bad day or bad week or bad month, but he was um, going off at how, about how terrible Mark is, and he was, yeah, just really unhappy with Mark, and he wasn't expressing it to Mark, he was expressing it to the other people in the office. And I stood and listened to this and took huge, huge offense, as you can imagine. Like, be mean to me, don't be mean to my children or my husband, you know, that kind of, like I was just so furious. And, and having to walk this kind of journey of forgiveness and letting go of the offense I want to be completely honest, it wasn't just one day I decided I'm going to let go and it was all over. It was a a daily choice for a long time to let go of that offense and to forgive this guy. I never ever told him that I'd overheard what he said, and maybe I should have, I don't know, but that's not what today is about. But um, I was hugely offended, and it took a long time for me to get over it. And I just want to encourage you that we have been given the freedom to choose to let go of those offenses. So if you're holding an offense this morning, let's choose together to let go of it. Like I say, I'm not saying it is easy. Some of you, many of us, carry deep wounds and hurts and and offenses. So I'm not saying it's easy, but we want to walk in the freedom that God has promised. 
So I just want to take a moment and ask this. Who are you offended with this morning? Even, um, even as I'm speaking, you're feeling annoyed or irritated, just thinking about the person. Just pause here. Don't say their name. And if it's the person sitting next to you, definitely don't let on. But um, <laughs> who are you offended with this morning? Or who of you know of the, of the relationships that you know you've got to put in a boundary? As I've been speaking, you think, oh, I'm not living in freedom in my relationships because I haven't put in a boundary. Just hold that thought for a moment. We're going to get to that at the end. So the last area that I think robs us of freedom in our relationships is when we are insecure. And insecurities look different in different people. For some of us, it looks like we could be snobbish or aloof. For others, it, it looks like arrogance. For other people, it looks like we people pleasers or we complainers. So insecurity can look different, but it doesn't matter what it looks like. It'll rob you of the freedom in relationships. And the only way I know for myself that I can be secure in my relationships is when I know who I am in Christ. And I have to remind myself of who I am. Ephesians 2 verse 8 says this, God saved you by his grace when you believed. And you can't take credit for this. It is a gift from God. Salvation is not a reward for the good things we have done. So none of us can boast about it, for we are God's masterpiece. He created us anew in Christ Jesus, so we can do the good things he planned for us long ago. So when I get insecure and unsure, and it brings doubt into my relationships, I need to remind myself that I can be secure because I am his masterpiece. You are his masterpiece. And yesterday I went to a baby shower. And actually, if the ladies listen to this, because they're good friends, I went to this baby shower. But as I was driving up, or Mark drove me, I realized that I, I, didn't, know the per, well, I didn't know where I was going to. So I had an address. I didn't know who the house belonged to. I knew the lady who was obviously having the baby. And I knew some of the girls that were going to be there. Do you know, now this sounds pathetic and all the men are zoning out already, but I was so insecure. I said to Mark, I don't feel like going anymore. I don't know if I'm going to know anyone. I'm not sure about this. And I had this insecure moment. And you know what? It nearly robbed me of an amazing time because I actually had an amazing time when I got there. I knew a lot of the ladies. We had such a fun morning celebrating this new baby that's going to be born. But for a moment, my insecurity nearly got the better of me, and I almost didn't go, and it would have robbed me of the freedom that I should have experienced in my relationships. So when you're feeling like that, can I ask you to remind yourself that you are his masterpiece, and you don't need to be insecure. So this morning, do you find yourself in a place of freedom in your relationships? Or are there relationships that, as I've been talking, you realize there's a lack of boundaries? There's an offense in my heart. Or insecurity, an insecurity that's robbing, robbing me of having that freedom that God has promised, that, that Paul speaks about. 
you are guaranteed of a free life in Christ. I wonder where you stand this morning. Can I call up the musicians? The, the, the last two weeks for me have been incredibly overwhelming because I felt like I'm speaking this stuff, but I'm like every day I'm living it. I just feel I've had moments of huge insecurity, moments of, not moments, days, of being hugely offended in the last two weeks. And really, so, so what I want to say is that I'm in the middle of this. I am practicing what I'm preaching this morning. I've had to let go today of offense. And, and the hard thing is, I felt justified in being offended. Like that person did this or, or said this. I almost feel, I felt justified, which makes it like, even like, but God, surely you understand. And he's saying to me, no, Mandy, let it go. Let it go. Put in a boundary. Put in boundaries, Mandy, and let it go. So I want to say to you, if you're feeling overwhelmed, like you just don't know what it's like in some of my relationships. I probably don't, but I know this, that God knows. And I want to read a scripture from 2 Peter 1 to encourage you. And I changed the us to you just to make it personally. It says this, by His divine power, God has given you everything you need for living a godly life. You have received all of this by coming to know Him and the one who called you to Himself by means of His marvelous glory and excellence. God has given you everything you need to live this life. This life of freedom in your relationships, He's given you everything you need to do that. So this morning, please don't feel overwhelmed. Please don't feel discouraged, but feel encouraged with everything that God has given to you. I didn't say it was going to be easy, but it's choosing a life of freedom. I just want to pray for us. And if you would like to, just pray in your heart after me. And then we're going to just go into a time where the musicians are just going to lead us in a song. Because I, I just felt we needed to have, just invite the Holy Spirit into the space of saying, come Holy Spirit, speak to us. Give us the courage we need to do what you're telling us. So let's just close our eyes this morning. And if you want to, you can pray in your heart after me. Thank you, Lord, that you have given me everything I need to live this life. I choose to be led by your Holy Spirit. Thank you for the freedom I have because of what you did on the cross for me. Please, Lord, give me strength, courage, and wisdom to be free in my relationships.